Two out of three falls. Graham Matthews, my man, how you doing? Doing great, Randy. How about yourself? Doing good. Can't complain. Graham's all the way in Connecticut, and we have Mark Raimondi all the way from L.A. Mark, what's up, man? What's going on, guys? How are you? Uh, doing pretty good. A, a pretty long uh, week of wrestling for those who want to watch 15 hours of that. Not me, but um, we, we had uh, TakeOver, the Royal Rumble, Raw, SmackDown, some other stuff going on, but... Uh, welcome to the show. Graham is on Twitter at Russell Rant, and Mark is on Twitter at Mark underscore Remondi. They both do great work for Bleacher Report and MMAfighting.com. So, Graham, I will start off with you because you were both, I mean, you were at both NXT and the Royal Rumble. Uh, before we get into who won, the results, and all that, talk about the... You know, the, the, the atmosphere, being there for NXT, Royal Rumble, Philadelphia, how was the whole experience for you for those two events? It was great. It was my first time going to a wrestling show in Philly for TakeOver and Rumble. I had my tickets for Rumble dating back in July. It was only a recent decision to go to, uh, to, go to TakeOver, too, and I'm glad I did because that main event was unbelievable. Probably the best match. And not only have I seen live, but one of the best matches I've ever seen, period. The show was really, really fun. Crowd was great. Rumble, too. Um, going into the Rumble, obviously, as many other fans would do the same thing, I got my hopes down real low just because the Rumble pay-per-views in recent years have been, you know, kind of disappointing with the Rumble winners and whatnot. But I was pleasantly surprised. The overall show, it was pretty good. The two Rumble matches themselves were excellent. I thought we'll get into that soon enough. But the atmosphere was great, especially for the final few minutes of that men's Rumble match. It was white hot in that arena. So, uh, yeah, real fun time and two great shows for Philly over the weekend. Now, Mark, I don't know if you saw, um, you know, um, Graham's uh, Twitter feed the other day. He kind of cut a a, a, a a heel promo on Philly fans. Like, hey, uh, him, <clears throat> him and his boy were in a hotel and saying, talk about the event. He was like, uh, did you like uh, the, the event or something like that? Or how, how did you like Philadelphia? He said, no, not, not the people. Did you like NXT Philadelphia? I'm like, wow, Graham, that was very heel of you to do. <laughs> Well, I mean, these, yeah. these are the people that threw that threw snowballs at, at Santa Claus, so, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, man. Now, Mark, now, would you agree that while Graham was at the Royal Rumble, it'll be a waste of him to not take a picture of himself pointing at the WrestleMania sign? That seems to be the thing, right? That's what yeah. everyone is doing. That's, that's the, new, uh, the new cool thing to do. I've just been pointing at random things uh, in, in West Hollywood all, all week uh, since Sunday, just just for no reason. So you were you out there pointing at the Hollywood sign then? Hollywood sign, uh, <laughs> Venice, uh, Venice Beach, Muscle Beach, uh, anything anything that I see that's notable, I just I just point to it at this point. That's so, the new thing. So Graham, did it's you, like the new it's like the new planking. Yeah, Graham, did you point at the WrestleMania sign while you were at the Royal Rumble? I would have been one of those people that did and took a picture of myself doing it and put it on Twitter. Unfortunately, my seats were way high up to the point where I only saw the back of the WrestleMania sign. I didn't obstruct my view, thankfully. I would have been very mad if it did, but I definitely would have if I was in the section where I could have pointed the WrestleMania sign and was visible. I hate that damn thing. It's going to fall down one of these days, and it's going to be hilarious, (laughs) um, but not on Sunday, though, unfortunately. 
Hey, Mark, let, let, let's rewind the, the, the timeline real quick. Uh, Graham was at Raw 25, NXT Philadelphia, Royal Rumble. Now, <laughs> you know, I think I think it's our turn to kind of catch up. I know we'll be doing a bunch of stuff at, at WrestleMania weekend. So it's our turn to go out there, go travel, catch up to, to what he's doing while Graham is at home watching WrestleMania uh, this year. And and even before that, Randy, let me let me add the New Japan Strong Style Evolved show in Long Beach, California, that I will be attending in March at the end of March. Now that's the one I keep seeing that they keep saying that they keep saying is sold out, right? Sold out in under twenty minutes. It was very hard to get tickets for that, but we we managed. It was uh, it was a little bit crazy, but yeah, it's it sold out about. Uh, almost five thousand tickets in twenty minutes. Mm. I mean, like right now, how do you feel about about, about uh, your guy Cody Rhodes turning on Kenny Omega? Man, you you must feel some some sort of way. <laughs> I think um, I, I think that the storyline has, has been uh, very well done. It's been they've been building it up little by little since uh, the last Long Beach show um, last July. Every every little every event has kind of had like a little bit of little dissension, you know, uh, mm. very much a slow burn and. And it seems like uh, the Bullet Club is in uh, is in disarray, and uh, Kenny Omega is reuniting with his uh, old uh, former longtime tag team partner Kota Ibushi. So it could be uh, a very interesting uh, turn of events for for Japan, which will set up. In, I mean, the next few months of of action certainly. Now, catch me up, man. Is there a reason why Cody Rose has blonde hair right now? He's trying to be like his family, man. Trying to be like, trying to be like Big Dust. Trying to be like Dusty. Trying to be like Dustin. Um, I think uh, I, I wasn't into it at first. I think I, I think we've actually talked about this when it first happened. I was not not digging it, but I think it's it, it, he's really doing a good job as being like this over the top, like absurdly arrogant heel, and uh, it, it kind of fits. It kind of it kind of works for him, but with the hair. Uh, I mean. I, I I don't know if I like it or not. It, it's some, something different. But I, all I saw was Cody turns on Omega Bullet Club. This I saw that a couple of days ago. And I said, "Wow, wow!" Mark must be very upset. Um, so yeah, guys, Royal Rumble NXT. I know we get to NXT later on. I did see NXT take over, guys. I so don't don't be like, "Oh, he don't watch a product and stuff like that." And, be, and the reason why I did miss it, I missed the the, the original live. On Saturday, I was out doing something, and then all I kept seeing on my feed, you know, which is, you know, just about every time you see a takeover, is like, oh, this match is great, this match is great, but we just watched the greatest uh, NXT match of all time, so once I started seeing that on my timeline, I'm like, oh, shit, like, okay, maybe I might have missed something really great, and I, I, I did catch up to it, and I, people thought I was kind of being sarcastic when I said, wow, so apparently the greatest match of, of all time in, in NXT happened, and I missed it. I got to check it out, but I was really being serious. Like, I got to check it out and see, you know, what's the whole fuss about, and apparently it was the main event between um, Cien Almas and, and Johnny Gargano. Uh, I thought it was it, it was a pretty pretty good match of... Uh, I mean, I'm I'm a little taken aback by calling everything great. I thought, okay, it was a real great match, but um, I I I'm not here to be like, oh, this is top five, top three. I hate doing that because then you gotta really trace back to, man, what happened on this pay per view, what happened on this takeover, and and and, and then you tend to kind of forget all the good matches. So um, 
since Graham was in the building for NXT, I guess we'll start there in some kind of order. Uh, what did you make of NXT TakeOver Philadelphia and primarily the final two matches, I would say, between uh, Aleister Black and Adam Cole and Cien Almas and Johnny Gargano? And did you were you in attendance to see the greatest match in NXT history? I think so. I think so. I know, like you said, we tend to forget certain matches, and it's like, oh, that one was the greatest of all time. No, this one was the greatest of all time. I'm telling you, man, three of the greatest NXT matches I've ever seen, I was there for. Banks and mm-hmm. Bailey from Brooklyn won a few years ago. Got a lot of people talking, in my opinion. Absolutely. The greatest women's match company has ever seen. Um, that's got to be high up on the list. The tag team title match, the revival and DIY from a few years ago. Shinsuke Nakamura, Sami Zayn, Tyler Bate, and Pete Dunne. I think the match that we saw on Saturday, though, from TakeOver Philly between Almas and Gargano topped them all. From the story they told, Gargano's one of the best in the world right now. You can name AJ Styles, Kenny Omega, Okada. Gargano, not saying he is number one, but he's got to be up there. Just not only in the ring is the guy great, but he knows how to tell a story just solely based off his facial expressions. The guy's amazing, and Almas is no slouch either. The match itself was outstanding. Mm. Um, The overall show, top to bottom, I wouldn't say it was the best takeover I've ever seen, not even the best takeover I've been to, not better than the Brooklyn ones or the other ones around WrestleMania weekend. That being said, though, it was a real solid show. The first three matches were good. They're very good. And those final two matches were great. I thought Cole and Black was a great Extreme Rules match, which you don't know, you don't really ordinarily see in NXT. Mm-hmm. And the final match was just a masterpiece. And then you got, like, I mean, take it for what it's worth. They hate Meltzer, but for what it's worth, they got five stars, which he does not give out, you know, generously. The last five-star match we got in WWE was CM Punk and John Cena in 2011. So it's been a long-ass time, and that was seven years ago. So I love the main event. Like I said, in my opinion, the best NXT match to date. Um, and that's saying a lot because there's been a lot of great matches. And overall, just a really fun, entertaining show. Hold on. You, you said you hate Meltzer? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Don't don't I mean, don't don't say that too loud because Mark Mark likes him too. Well, no, I, I didn't say I hate Meltzer. I'm just saying he's very polarizing. You know, some oh, people okay. like Meltzer and some people hate him. I respect his opinion personally, but that's just me. Yeah, uh, Mark, what did you make of NXT Takeover? Oh yeah, it was it was a great show. Uh, the main the main event. I, I do agree with Graham. I think it was the best NXT match of all time for for every. Every conceivable reason. Uh, the story was great. The action was great. Uh, I mean, both both guys were tremendous. I really, I think that Johnny Gargano is the best baby face in the world right now. I, I really do. I think that he he's the best uh, as far as telling a story and, and making you root for him as a baby face. I don't think there's anybody better on the planet. Um, I don't think he's the best wrestler. Um, I think there are better wrestlers. I think AJ Styles is better. I think Okada and Omega are better. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as a baby face and making you want to root for him in, in the course of the match, I mean, he really he captured the imagination of, of, of that arena and everyone that was watching that match. Um, Alistair Black versus Adam Cole was fantastic. Uh, just a, I mean, Adam Cole is, is an, I mean, he's, an, he's out of his mind. I mean, the, some of the bumps he would take were, were just, just insane, just vicious, vicious stuff. And uh, special shout out to, to, to my to my homegirl uh, Shayna Baszler. I thought that it wasn't yeah. the greatest match in the world, but I think the story they told with her and Ember Moon, with her going after the arm, mm-hmm. with her attacking Ember Moon after the after the bell, and then really laying another beat down on her with, with the choke. Um, I thought you know in, in a vacuum it wasn't the greatest match of all time, but I thought it told a great story that whole that whole thing. I think it's going to set up for 
more matches in the future, and I just love how they they built up her character. So I mean, I would I would give I would give NXT you know a solid you know B plus A minus. I thought it was a really really fun show. Yeah, I you know again I didn't catch it live, so I had to you know catch up later on on that night and the following morning before the Rumble. Then I I, I liked the, uh, the tag the tag team match was pretty cool. Um, the Velveteen Dream match was pretty cool. You know, that's my guy now. I, I, I like Velveteen. Um, the third match was the women's title match, Ember Moon and uh, Baszler. I thought, that, I thought that was pretty cool. And, and I like the finish. I think I told Mark while I, I was watching it, I like how um, the finish was, was was conducted where I guess she caught her in that hold and, and Baszler did not, you know, let go of the hold. It, you know, it kind of reminded me of Stone Cold and Brett from Survivor Series a long time ago. Um, and then, of course, the, the the final two matches, and, and you guys got to help me out, and, and I'm being serious. Because um, it seems that like every time I see an Adam Cole match, he always loses. Has, has Adam Cole won a match in NXT so far? He hasn't won a, a high-profile singles match yet, has he? Maybe he beat Roderick Strong on, on uh, one, of the, one of the shows. Graham? True. Yeah, I was gonna say the singles match. He won the uh, he won the War Games main event, but that was like a nine man tag yeah. match. So yeah, he hasn't won a major singles match yet. But Black, I love Cole, and he was in the Rumble, so it's okay. The guy's protecting defeat. Mm-hmm. Um, Black's the bigger star right now. The guy's undefeated one on one. He's the bigger priority. But Cole looks great in defeat, regardless. Yeah, I'm like, man, Adam Cole. This guy is, you know, Adam Cole, baby. Everybody's screaming. I'm like, this guy hasn't won a match. <laughs> I think, I think they feel like he, he's he's so over with the crowd that he doesn't even he doesn't need to win at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that after, um, I think Alistair Black is the next guy for Almost. I, I'd imagine after Takeover, um, that hopefully we're going to Randy in uh, in New Orleans. Um, and then I think after that, I, I, unless they oh, they bring Cole up, which is not, I mean, which is not crazy to think they could, because um, apparently there was talk. Uh, I think Meltzer reported that Bobby Roode almost actually uh, faced Cole in that open challenge match at the Rumble, but they decided they didn't want Cole to have like a, a quick loss to, to Roode at this point. But uh, I think Adam Cole is uh, definitely in the future will be uh, a much more prominent person getting actual getting actual wins. Now you know, Mark, you you just made an amazing point where. The fact that you know Adam Cole can go winless, but but he's over with the crowd, and the crowd loves him, and they can go, they can do the whole Adam Cole baby chant all they want, and they they, they love him. But on the on the main roster, Finn Balor can lose to uh, to, to to John Cena on Raw and be you know taken out the Rumble by by John Cena, and the fans will be like, hey man, they they don't know what they don't know what to do with Finn Balor. What's going on? It's amazing, right? I think I think it's a different kind of thing. Um, I do think that I think there is a, is a point there. I think that uh, I didn't have a problem with Cena beating beating Finn Balor on Monday. Cause it did I mean it, it was I mean it was fine. It was a good match, and, it, and it's going to set up. Uh, it fits in the storyline in a way. I did have a problem with with Finn Balor losing to Kane though. So oh, yeah, if you yeah, want yeah. if you want to have like Aleister Black put over Adam Cole, I'm fine with that because Aleister Black is a future star. I think everyone agrees with that, and he's going to be in the main event. I mean, uh, you know, next takeover. But I mean, Kane is, is how old is Kane? Is he fifty? And then he oh, well past his prime. When you're putting him over uh, Finn Balor, and, and not even a, it wasn't really a competitive match. At least the Cena match is a competitive match where it could have gone either way. So he comes out strong. He didn't get. I mean, I felt like he kind of got buried against Kane. So that's kind of my, that's kind of my uh, my take on that. I just I, I find it where you know, and me and Graham experiences too, where 
you know, for those who haven't been to an NXT show following, I mean, before a pay-per-view in the same building, the crowd is so different, diverse, and unique from that Saturday to a Sunday. And Graham, you know, you, you got to tell me how, how crazy different it was to go to NXT on a Saturday and see that crowd and the way it was. And then you walk into the Royal Rumble in the same building, same venue, same city, and it's like, of a complete 100% difference. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, especially in, you know, the, the quote-unquote smarkier cities like Philly and Brooklyn and places like that, you kind of get some of the smarter fans. And a lot of those people, because they're such hardcore fans, such as myself, they go to multiple shows, whether it be all four or just two, maybe just one, whatever. Uh -huh. Sometimes they go to just take over and the pay-per-views. Um, but you're absolutely right. I thought that was the case too. Maybe not as much so as like SummerSlam when I went to a few shows that weekend a few years ago. Yeah. But definitely this week, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just solely my experiences. But the NXT crowds, the NXT fans seem to be better than the main roster crowds. The main roster crowds can shit all over something that you don't really need to be shitting all over. Like Rude and Mojo Raleigh wasn't that bad of a match. But some of the sections next to me were just being completely obnoxious. And you would never see that in an NXT show. Mm -hmm. And it's not that, I mean, WWE sometimes, their booking decisions can be questionable. I realize that. Um, but thankfully, it wasn't too much of an issue later on in the show after we got, you know, good Rumble results with Nakamura winning, Oscar winning, Ronda Rousey showing up. It was a satisfying show. So there was no need to really revolt like in past years. But, like, as a prime example, the NXT crowd, no real chance, not taking away from the show, taking away from the action, not whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Whereas the next night on the Rumble, like, I think it was the Rumble kickoff show, the section next to me chanting, oh, Enzo's a rapist, which is so terrible. It's like, I don't care what your feelings are on Enzo, but that's just so right. unnecessary. And right. it, there's, like, kids in the audience. It was an awful atmosphere for at least an hour. But thankfully, it calmed down, and they were fine for the rest of the night. But I just find the NXT crowds to be way better than the, than the WWE crowds. Because at the NXT shows, you don't hear people chanting for the popcorn guy or the fucking beach balls and shit like that. Yeah. You saw it on Raw this week, and it's so obnoxious. Like, I know people want to be the star of the show, but it's so annoying. Like, I really, I really would hope that they just keep the focus on the show and not the fucking beach balls and the waves <laughs> and all that other stuff, which is just so annoying. Now, would you take a, a, the, the, the NXT Philly crowd... Or would you take NXT Brooklyn crowd? Uh, that's tough. I'm going to say Brooklyn. Um, both I was at Brooklyn 1 and 2, and both shows were better than the show this weekend, even though they didn't feature the greatest NXT match of all time. But the crowds were still really, really good. Um, the Brooklyn crowd for number two, especially, you were there, Randy, you know what I'm talking about, like how they sang Bobby Roode's theme song that night when he made his in-ring debut. Uh -huh. And the reaction to Nakamura winning... It was unbelievable. The reaction to Nakamura winning with people singing a song in the fucking like parking lot and stuff and in the hallways. You took a video of it. It went viral. It was unbelievable. Yeah, so I'm going to say Brooklyn with a slight edge over Philly. Mark, I, 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 tell you, I tell you and Graham to this day, I went to NXT Brooklyn 2 and 3. I missed number 1. And to this day, I'm so fucking upset about that and i'm like oh my god how did i not go to um the first one where like all right i, I said to myself i i i had summer slam tickets um again I, i'm not in i don't watch nxt all the time but I, I figured like all right if it's down the block in brooklyn i might as well go check it out 
And then I say, you know what? I'm not going to go. And then boom, you get Bailey and Sasha in one of the greatest matches of all time. And you get Finn Balor and Kevin Owens in a ladder match. And it was like, damn, how did I miss that? Then I'm like, all right, SummerSlam should be cool. And then SummerSlam was just terrible the following night. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> so now, now I'm like, all right, NXT Brooklyn 2. I went there for the, for the, the Nakamura win. Uh, I take the crowd in, in the hallway singing his, his theme song. I put it out on Twitter. Uh, the Nakamura himself retweeted it. I'm like, yo, what's going on? I went to NXT Brooklyn 3 uh, this past summer, which is which is pretty good. And the whole Adam Cole uh, came out and everything. So now it's like kind of making my business to go to NXT because I don't want to miss that potential NXT Brooklyn one that I missed years ago, so I, I'm, I'm still I'm I'm still mad to this day about that. Well, I think we got to we talked about this on, on our uh, on our text chain, Randy. We got to get you into NXT and uh, in alone. That's that's, that's going to be a good one, I, I'd imagine. I mean, has there been a takeover that that has delivered? I mean, it's, <laughs> it seems like every show is uh, is very very good no matter what. And I think we'll get uh, an Alistair Black. Um, Andrade San Almas uh, main event, and I, I mean uh, it's going to be just uh, a little, of course, some some time between now and, and takeover. But I think it's going to be a really good show again. I think it's going to be. Uh, I, I'm sure it's going to be as good as, uh, or, or at least close to to one of the better ones, just because the talent they have now is just ridiculous. Velveteen Dream, I'm sure, is going to have a big uh, match, and and I'm glad I'm glad you're on uh, the Velveteen Dream. Uh, uh, train there randy because i think he's a he's a superstar uh, waiting to happen i think he's he's phenomenal right right now and the difference is that he he has a character and he, i tell you guys right. all the time I, i'm into the character and he's da- and he's damn good at it he is right. damn good at it right so i'm into that as opposed to just some guy with his with his, his real name and then going out there and wrestling which is cool but it's like if you have a character some kind of storyline uh behind that i'm i'm with it but um so we go to Royal Rumble, same venue, same city. Graham is there. They start off at, at like five o'clock, whatever, with like twenty-three people in the in the crowd. Then we had the cruiserweight match. I didn't see the most. I didn't see most of, of the kickoff show. So don't ask me what happened. Except Bobby Roode. I know we had the match with with Mojo. That was it. Came and went. But um, I I, I wrote you guys earlier earlier that night and said, hey, the women's rumble is gonna close the show that's that's what i keep seeing it wasn't official then like you know when graham when you're in the crowd and you see the royal the men's rumble third on the card um before i get to that the first matches were the aj kevin owens Sami Zayn. that we had the two out of three falls match with usos and um uh, gable and benjamin what did you make of the the world title match between aj and ko and Sami Zayn? um and before we get to SmackDown, what did you make of that match uh, starting out, Graham? It was a good match. Uh, I thought it was a good match to open the show with. It was weird. It was like, okay, I expected the women's Rumble to kick off the show, and that was before we found out the men's was going on first, because I thought you would bookend the show with the Rumble matches, mm-hmm. which would seem pretty logical. But right. um, this was still a good open. I'm, I'm glad it opened the show, if only because the feud really, honestly, in my opinion, wasn't that good going into the show. It has nothing to do with Styles or Owens or Zayn. It's just the creative was so lazy coming into the show. So I thought it was a good opener. The match was entertaining. Uh, you figured AJ would win as he should have, obviously. So it was good. The crowd was with it. AJ won as he should have. And um, that was it. And then the fluky finish was a little weird. With You thought Owens didn't tag in, and he didn't, and they were playing that up. But you know what? I will say this. 
The best part of this entire match was exactly what I feared would happen when we were predicting this show a few weeks ago, was the over-reliance and the involvement of Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon. I thought there'd be so many shenanigans and all this stupid bullshit. We didn't get any of that. It was a straightforward match. Yeah. Fluky finish, but whatever. No authority figures. That's all I was happy with. That's what made me happy about this matchup. Mark? Yeah, I mean, I agree. It was it was fine. It was uh, it could have gone much worse. And and uh, as we said about last week, I, I kind of had some uh, trepidation about what could have transpired. I thought it was fine. You know, it's not it's not the the kind of matches those guys can have on, on the regular if given the time and the, and the storyline to do it. But uh, you know, it, it was it was it was fine. I mean, it was it, it worked it worked for uh, for what it was. I mean, I guess it advanced the storyline a little bit. I don't love the storyline, but mm-hmm. and and I don't I don't love what they did afterward on SmackDown either, but. I mean, yeah, it was it was an okay match, uh, I thought. And then the Usos and the uh, and Gable and Benjamin was was again, it was fine. I wish I kind of wish they had more time to work with. Um, I did like that. Uh, it didn't it didn't follow the usual formula of the two out of three uh, falls matches where it almost always goes to the third fall. And uh, the Usos one and two, so that kind of was unexpected and and, and a nice surprise. But again, those guys if they had more time, they could have had a better match. But it was it was fine. Yeah, I was going to ask you: Were you surprised that this match was just ended in two falls? And 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 you know, I obviously I think we all picked the Usos to win, but were you were you surprised that it went two straight falls? Yeah, I mean, I, I was surprised, but it was it was a pleasant surprise because if every match of those kinds goes to three falls, then then it's, there's no unpredictability to it. So I didn't mind that it went it went through in this case. Graham. Yeah, I was surprised, too, to be honest with you, and I don't think it's the case because we would have heard about it by now if it was. I thought the finish was botched. Um, I thought it was a little weird. The first fall was great. Yeah. They were kicking out each other's finishers. I'm like, holy shit, this is crazy. Why are they going all out in the first fall? But whatever. It was cool. Get to the second fall. It goes all of maybe a minute or two. And then it ends on a, on a roll-up. I'm like, that's really, really <laughs> weird because I forgot what Uso it was. They rolled up Benjamin. So Gable's on the top rope, and he's going to jump off the top rope and seemingly land on one of the Usos pinning Benjamin. It looked like he was late or that he missed. Because if you watch the replay, he comes in like a split second too late, and the refs are instructed to count it like a shoe. So if if someone's not there to break it up, they're going to count it like a shoe. That's just what they're instructed to do. So I figured that was the case. That's what happened with AJ and Owens a couple months ago. Last summer, I think it was, when Owens went back to belt like randomly in that awful finish. I think it might have been Battleground. Um, I figured we would have got something similar here, but no, I don't think so. No one said anything else about it after the show. Meltzer said nothing, so I don't think it was botched. Um, I don't know. It was just a really weird and flat finish. I thought the match itself was fun while it lasted. Go three falls, and I hate how they have the two falls rushed in a matter of like five minutes because mm. it's supposed to be three matches in one. Um, but I'm glad I, the first fall they did well, but the second fall ended way too quickly. So that was definitely a little weird in the arena. Part of, part of me wonders if, uh, they, I mean, they know they have two rumbles coming up that are going to be like an hour long, and uh, someone in the back told the referee, like, hey, we got we to gotta, you know, get out of here. We got we to gotta go to the finish. Maybe something like that happens. Yeah. I mean, if the match was... Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 I was just saying, yeah, it's definitely possible. Yeah, for sure. I, I would not be surprised if that was the case. Yeah, I thought the match, it, it, was, it was whatever to me. Uh, could... Could it have gone third? But to Mark's point, knowing that, knowing that they had two rumbles going at about an hour plus each, then it makes sense to just have a two out of three falls end with two falls. But um, we did get we did get the first of the two rumbles. The men's were 
third on the card. Uh, and then, and, you know, fans were on Twitter saying, oh, how and, – and, and this is what I don't get, fellas. I mean, the, when you start seeing fans on Twitter say, oh, my God, how can they put the men's rumble third? This is crazy. How how dare they? Uh, you, you mean to tell me the women's going to finish? Oh, my God, terrible. And I'm like, All right, what's the fucking problem? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, like, w- w- one, it's out, of, it's out of our control. Two – They've been pushing this women's revolution for a while now where they're going to main event a Money in the Bank. They're going to main event a, a, a Hell in a Cell. One day they might main event a WrestleMania. This is the trend, so don't be surprised if they end the Royal Rumble with the women's Rumble match. And that right right there and then say, hey, something with Rousey might be there because they won't do that unless she's there or have some involvement, which I didn't mind. I'm like, listen... Even if the, if if the men's finish last, so be it. If the women finish last, so be it. But let's not be so quick to be like, like they can't pull it off. And I know we'll, I know we'll get to it later. But to me, the men's rumble was great, and the women's was just it's right there. Like it wasn't it wasn't bad. It it, it wasn't where you had a bunch of fear like oh how they're gonna go with the top row? Someone gonna get hurt? I think they far exceeded expectations. So. Be, you know, before we get to that, um, I, ju- I, ju- I just want to say that people shouldn't be so quick to say this shouldn't go last. This should go before because in hindsight now, I think it was better to have the women's go on last anyway than the men's. Graham. I, oh, my, bad, ahead, Graham. My, bad, my bad. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, both matches were great. I mean, it didn't bother me. It wasn't like, oh. The women are main event, and what an awful show, what a terrible decision. Yeah. To me, it made no sense initially, just because, you know, people are more excited for the men's rumble, and the build of the women's rumble, mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes, was terrible. They did nothing to make me care about the rumble other than, oh, it's the first ever, it's historic, whatever. It didn't really bother me, because I figured as soon as they announced the men's rumble, I'm like, okay, Ronda Rousey's going to show up, and she'll win the whole thing. Obviously, she didn't win, she didn't even wrestle, but she did show up as expected. Right. I mean, they want the headlines, so Ronda Rousey has to go on last. I mean, they still could have put it in the middle, but they wanted to go on last. It's not, there's nothing wrong with that. It ended right. the show on a high note because Ronda Rousey, people were chanting for her to enter the Rumble before number 30 came in. They were still happy when Trish came out, so it's not that big of a deal. Exactly. It's not that big of a deal. I completely agree, Randy. I will say I enjoyed the men's Rumble more, and I thought it was a way better match, but the, the women's Rumble was still very good, too. Yeah. Um, yes. So the fact they main evented with it, it's not that big of a deal. It is cool they got the main event, a big four pay-per-view. Obviously, the only other pay-per-view they main evented was Hell in a Cell a few years ago, which was not that good at all. This was way better. Um, I really enjoyed this. So, yeah, it's not, it's not that big of a deal. Um, I, I, like I said, the build of the women's rumble, the hype for it wasn't great whatsoever. But they wanted to end with Rousey, which makes sense, as they should have. There's nothing wrong with that. Mark, what'd you make of the men's rumble? Uh, the men's rumble was great. I thought it was one of uh, one of the best ones ever. Honestly, I thought it was. Uh, I thought the, the way they laid it out was really good. I mean, the rumble was always going to have like that filler, like kind of that soft middle where it's just you know a bunch of guys in the ring doing whatever in the corner, you know, trying to throw somebody out. Right. Uh, but but when they got to the end in the final four, they told a really uh, the final six actually they told a good story. In the final four with uh, with uh, uh, Reigns and Cena and Balor and Nakamura was really cool. I mean, just kind of like the uh, the idea of like the uh, the old the old guard versus the new guard a little bit uh, was I thought a really cool concept, and then the crowd was definitely eating it up, and and then of course Nakamura winning, the crowd was going on insane again. You know, that's exactly what they wanted, and, and what uh, you know I think 
uh, Graham and I had hoped uh, would ha- would happen at the Rumble. And and as far as uh, as, uh, as women going on last, like I mean, it's not that big of a deal, guys. Like it's like it's it's a it's a show. It's a TV show. It's like what? Like why are we getting all uh, upset about this? But I think that uh, I don't think they would have gone last not for Rousey. And uh, so I'm so I'm uh, on Sunday. I'm 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 planning on I'm watching uh, the Rumble at some point. You know, on Sunday night, but my girlfriend had a uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu competition. She had a tournament, like, out, like, way east of L.A., so I was, like, 40 minutes, an hour away from home, mm-hmm. and then I saw that uh, that the, the women's rumble was going to go on last, and, uh, of course, I mean, that almost almost uh, definitely meant that Rousey was going to be there, plus I knew a lot of Rousey's people were, were going to be there, yeah. and, you know, in attendance, and I was like, all right, I think I know what's going to happen. So I had to haul ass to get get home in time for the women's rumble because i had to write about rousey uh appearing you know making her, her first you know big appearance in, in a couple of years in wwe and of course announcing that she's gonna be a full-time person it was uh, it was kind of a crazy uh crazy night but women's rumble was good uh you know didn't uh, i mean it was really it was really uh better than what i what i thought it would would, would be um i like that they brought back i thought they probably didn't need to have as many kind of nostalgia acts there. Although I do appreciate that, you know, they they were all in the rumble and they all looked like they came in amazing shape. You know, some of the women who, who haven't wrestled in, you know, years and years and years, the Mo- Molly Holly doing a flip off the top rope was like crazy. Yeah. It was really, it was really cool. Although I, w- I do, I, I kind of wish that they put over the young talent a little better. I didn't love that, uh, that the Bellas were, were two of the final four. I thought it should have been a Sasha or a Becky, uh, but the right the right person won. Oscar. I, I don't want to nitpick too much, but I, I liked it all. You know, overall, I liked it a lot. But I thought they could have done a better job in that in that match to put over some of the younger stars rather than having the Bellas. You know, the Bellas are not going to be more than more than part time uh, wrestlers in the future. And then you know they put over like the Michelle McCool. You know, she was made to look stronger than you know some of the women on the roster now, which I, which I think is unfortunate. But again, that's. That's more nitpicking. I, I did enjoy the women's rumble overall. Mark, let me let me stay with you uh, real quick. Going back to the men's rumble, were you? Uh, I mean, and, and I guess Grant, were, were you guys um, surprised that you know usually every 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 rumble you get a lot of you know nostalgia acts and throwback people and, and legends and 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 this rumble in this case, the only throwback people you really had was Hurricane and. And Rey Mysterio, and they brought up uh, up for that one night Adam Cole, Cien Almas, and they they really relied on the current product, the current people, the, and, and the young guys uh, within the company and within NXT, and not so much heavily rely on throwback legend people. Aside from Mysterio and Hurricane Mark, were you surprised that out of thirty people, two guys were from like the previous era? I think I was actually completely fine with it because it was it, it hit the right notes. I mean, Ray, uh, man, that was it was awesome to see him back. I mean, I've I've been a Ray Mysterio mark for uh, for pretty my my whole life. I mean, almost. I mean, mm. that was like my guy uh, back in the day. I, I'm I'm a, I'm a sh- I'm a short guy. I'm a, I'm a smaller guy. So uh, you know, a guy like Ray was a was a was a big deal to me growing up. So that was super cool to see him back. Um, Hurricane is definitely a fan of Hurricane. Uh, I like both those guys. I don't think that there's so much talent on the roster now as it is that they don't need to bring in, you know, 10 nostalgia acts for the, for the rumble. Uh, there, there's, there's so much going on there. There's so, there's so many, uh, I mean, they, they just have like an abundance of, of, of wrestlers. They almost have too much, you know, to uh, talented people to give, to give the TV time to. So I'm, I'm completely fine with that. 
I, I expect that women's rumbles in the future will have less of those nostalgia acts. You, I mean, they need to beef up the, uh, the, the amount of women on the main roster. But again, there's only so much TV. Even though there's a lot of TV time, they have so much talent that, that they're, they're running out. I mean, they, they, don't have, they have too much talent for the amount of TV, even though it's already a lot of TV. Graham? I completely agree. I, I said this before. The women's rumble did not need 30 people. 20 people would have been perfectly fine. They only had 16 or 16 or 17 current women in the rumble. Yeah. They brought back. I mean, don't get me wrong. The surprises were great. But because Paige got injured, I think Alicia Fox got injured too. You can't have Charlotte and Alexa and they're the current champions. That dwindles it down to like 16 people or something crazy like that. So like literally half the match was surprising, which is fine. For the first ever women's rumble, that was great. It was cool to see all these other women before that we haven't seen in a while. Molly Holly was awesome. Was it really necessary to have Jacqueline in there after seeing her in Raw 25? Eh, not really. Was it really necessary to have Michelle McCool eliminate five women? Eh, not really. I completely agree <laughs> with Mark that they could have done more to, you know, put over the talent of today and tomorrow. At least they had the NXT women in there, Ember Moon, the current champion, Kyrie Sane, which yeah. was cool. It would have been nice if they got the iconic duo Peyton Royce and Billy Kay in there, but whatever. Um, I, I completely disagree with anyone saying that the men's rumble didn't have enough surprises. We had four surprises in Rey Mysterio, who looked fucking phenomenal. Looked like he was in the best shape in the, at least Word. the last 10 years. We had Andrade and Almas, the first time the NXT champion has appeared in the rumble, coming off a match of the year classic, candidate, the night before. He had Adam Cole, who was beloved by the Philly crowd. And then Hurricane, Hurricane Helms for a quick pop, which was perfect. The guy did nothing, but we haven't seen him in close to a decade, so it was cool. Like, look at all the other rumbles that we've had in recent years. We had Ty Dillinger last year, like, whoop de doo who cares? A few years ago, we had El Torito, JBL, Kevin Nash. <laughs> you, can't, you can't tell me that these rumble surprises weren't any worse than rumble surprises we've had literally in the last five or six years. We had more surprises in the men's rumble that we had. Like, I'm good with Kevin Nash not coming back anymore. Like, be back. <laughs> he doesn't need to come back for another Rumble. <laughs> fucking Scott Hall Rumble appearance for the seventh time. Like, it's so stupid that people are complaining, oh, I'm so sad we didn't get X-Pac in the Rumble. Like, we see these people all the time. We haven't seen Hurricane Elms in close to a decade. You put over NXT stars and Andrade Almas and Adam Cole. And then Rey Mysterio lasted a while. He looked in great, like... I don't see what the issue is. People complaining that we needed more surprises or bring back people from the attitude era. Oh, I need Scott Steiner in the Rumble. Like, who Whoa. cares? Like, I think the people that we got were absolutely perfect. And you got to showcase the talent of today, too. People like Finn Balor last, like, the entire match. Shinsuke Nakamura yeah. won the whole thing. Like, the final six was great. Cena, Orton, and Mysterio versus Reigns, Balor, Nakamura. That was awesome. That was super well done. To put over the guys of yesteryear and tomorrow, I thought that was awesome. So I agree with Mark. In my opinion, again, this is a lofty praise, but definitely one of the best rumbles of all time. I don't know where it ranks, but it's got to be top five. Without start to finish, nothing made me mad, which is what this company does best every single year at this <laughs> rumble. But I thought this rumble was excellent, start to finish. I'm not even going to lie. 2018 Rey Mysterio looking like 2001 Rey Mysterio. He, he, I was like... Who the fuck is that? Is that is that really Rey Mysterio looking all jacked up at forty plus whatever years old? And the crowd went crazy, and he was doing his thing. I think he lasted ten minutes in in the Rumble, and again, we don't know if he's gonna come back on a part time, full time, or that or that was just a one off. But hopefully, he does because we have no idea how this two or five live is gonna 
remain intact. And I know they, they, they had somebody come in as a GM, which I have no idea who he is. So, um, I mean, it was good to see him. I, I guess it was good to see the the new guys from NXT come up to 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 fill up some spots. And the Hurricane, it was whatever forty five seconds. Um, you know, then then the final six, then then the final four. And again, I know we we backtrack. What was the point of holding out Dolph Ziggler for all that time for him to be thirty and him lasting two minutes? That was that was terrible. <laughs> like when, when, when no awful. yeah when Dolph comes yeah, out no. at 30 I'm at home thinking like they might do it they might make Dolph win this and I told you guys Dolph might come out late 25 30 and it's like bing bang boom you're out in two minutes by Finn Balor I'm like well, well, the, well that was great so it's like now now what do you do with him I think um, I think that the, the storyline that they're telling that the crowd is not buying it and that was pretty apparent, and 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 they didn't do him any favors with with the rumble thing either. Because uh, I mean, he should have just gone away for a little bit longer, you know. And maybe maybe he still will, maybe he will stay away. But uh, yeah, they they completely uh, mm-hmm. not good, not good at all. They they completely messed up whatever whatever this what they're trying to do here. Yeah, I, I thought it was anyway, man. I, um, I know you guys pretty pretty much picked Nakamura to win. I was fighting very hard. To, to pick someone else because it just seemed too too predictable. That's why I keep saying maybe John Cena, maybe Roman Reigns. I know you guys were watching, getting nervous when Cena and Reigns are on the, on the final three. And it's like, all right, boom, J- John gets out. And then we're down to Roman and, and, and Nakamura. At that point, I'm like, yeah, Nakamura is going to win this. Crowd's behind him. It, it, it just seems in, inevitable, and Nakamura won the rumble. Which again, I, w- I was never mad at him winning. It just, I, it just seemed too, too predictable for for months on end. He wins it. Crowd goes crazy. He now gets AJ at WrestleMania. Um, after that, we have a tag match for the tag titles, which the crowd wasn't really into it at all. Matter of fact, before I get to that, were you surprised of how Reigns eliminated Seth Rollins the way he did? Graham, you wanna wanna jump in? Yeah, sure. I'll take this one. Um, yeah, no, I thought <laughs> yeah, it was well. I thought, I, no, I thought it was well done. Um, it was it was a nice little rumble surprise. I mean, it didn't lead to anything. The cool thing was that you know Rollins in storyline, KP speaking here, um, that he took it like he took it like a man. It wasn't like oh man, how could he betray me? It's like it's every man for himself. Right, right. I hate when they do that shit where it's like oh my god, how could he do such a thing? Oh my god, it's like it's the fucking rumble. Have you not watched the past thirty years of rumble matches? where this happens every single time. Like, I hate that stuff. So I love the fact that he was like, oh, okay, you got the better of me, and that was fine. So, yeah, I thought it was well done. And, the, and WWE, finally self-aware, too. I got to give them credit, too. They're so self-aware that they put in, like you said, Randy, they put in Cena, um, Cena, Reigns, and Nakamura, knowing that it's fully behind Nakamura and boo the shit out of Rowan, Reigns, and John Cena. I listed a chance of you both suck. Like, they knew what was going on here. <laughs> They had John Cena. They had Cena toss out Hurricane Helms. That was not a coincidence. They didn't have, you know, Roman Reigns toss out Rollins as, as, as a coincidence. It was to build up heat for both these guys. So it would mean more when Nakamura eliminated them, and it would get a huge reaction, which it did. The company finally knew what they were doing with this rumble. It took five years, but I, I thought it was great, though. Mm. Uh, Mark? 
Yeah, totally agree. Uh, I think, uh, I mean, we saw, we saw one Bella, oh, and they had another Bella, so it's, it's obvious that this is all important competition. Everyone's trying to get uh, the title shot at WrestleMania. I don't think, uh, I mean, now could, could that eventually, uh, you know, start something between Reigns and Rollins down the line a few months, a year? Maybe if they, t- if they tell the right story, but I think as of now, it'll probably be just business as usual. But I think it, it could be a little bit of an, e- an Easter egg for, for later on. Um, after that rumble match, we had a tag title match, uh, which I, I, it, you know, it happened. The crowd wasn't too much into it. New, new raw tag champion Cesaro and Sheamus again. And I guess we're just beginning the, 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 the separation of Rollins and Jason Jordan. So Graham, you were there live after that rumble. How is the crowd (laughs) receiving this, this tag title match? You know, and, they just they saw three out of the four guys just in the rumble twenty minutes ago. Now they got to get uh, a tag title match. How was the crowd uh, receiving this match, and, and you know how was the match overall? Well, that's the thing. I feel like with the format of the rumble, which is why I would have put the men's rumble last if it wasn't for Ronda Rousey, just because they were so hot for that finish. People were exhausted, like they were hot for the women's finish too. But it was like nothing compared to when Nakamura won. It was unbelievable. So anything that was going to follow it was going to die a death. And thankfully, it was the one match. I mean, some people didn't really care too much about the SmackDown tag team title match. But we talked about it before you ran in the show. How many times now? How many times have we seen Seth Rollins versus Sheamus and Cesaro? Like, what? 278? Like, no one gave a shit. It was a bathroom break of the show. It was like the old Divas matches of like the 2000s. Mm-hmm. That's what the was for this match on this show. Because no one cared. Um, I mean, the, the match was well-wrestled. But we've seen it all before. Jordan never tagged in. He had good heel work where he never tagged in. Then he tagged in for like a split second before tagging him. I thought that was well done. And they put more heat on Jordan. You know, the heel turn's coming. The tag titles are back in the bar. I don't know where you go with them going forward because Raw has like next to no tag teams that actually matter anyway. Um, But I thought it was well done. I will say it was weird that neither Jordan nor Rollins were on Raw this week. I think they're both dealing with different injuries, which is unfortunate, um, which might explain why they weren't on Raw on Monday. Mm. But uh, the crowd reaction, you could have heard a, a pin drop because no one cared about this. Mark. I think uh, I think Gabe Meltzer reported that Jordan is actually has a pretty bad injury, so that could be... Uh, I mean, it's really, really unfortunate because they've invested a lot of time, a lot of TV time, and a lot of story, you know, a lot of uh, uh, storyline work into uh, into Jordan, and he's, and he's beginning to do a good job with it and now it looks like he might be out for a bit so that's that really uh fortunate um but uh, yeah that match was just kind of like a like a filler in the middle it was a, it was an unfortunate spot for for some talented guys but and it, with jordan injured too it kind of made it made things uh very tough but i guess that that's probably one of the reasons why they had to follow the rumble too they knew that they wouldn't get much out of jordan in that match and ron's a little bit banged up i mean that those guys got to kind of reset and try to get back for i mean wrestlemania is uh I mean, it's it's, uh, it's it's February first. So I mean, we're we're talking about two months away. Hopefully, both of them can uh, can can heal up and, and get ready for that. Um, real quick, backtracking to the the women's rumble, I wrote it down. I, I somehow forgot it. Um, Graham, I'll start with you. If Paige was involved in his rumble, would would that have changed any outcome of the rumble match, or do you think whether she was in or not? Oscar was going to be the winner regardless. Yeah, no, Oscar was going to win regardless. I had read something earlier that Dave Meltzer had said that um, it was reported Nia Jax might have won. Could you imagine? Oh, my God. And Nia Jax isn't terrible by any means. She's still not great. 
But it's like, good God, could you imagine the reaction in Philly of Nia Jax? When I think the current plan is to do Jackson Bliss at WrestleMania, which honestly does nothing for me at all. Um, but I don't think Paige was ever in the cards. I mean, I told you a few months ago here in the show, I know when we were talking here, um, that a Paige Oscar match is what I would have done. I think it's the biggest money match they could do on Raw. Maybe except for Blitz, uh, for uh, Banks and Bailey, if they still wanted to do that, which they can with the Chamber coming up. They can put the belt on either one of them they want mm-hmm. and build to that. Um, but now it's obviously not going to happen how Paige is retired. But even if it was going to be Oscar and Paige at WrestleMania, I still would have thought they were going to have Oscar win the Rumble and then Paige win the championship inside the Chamber or at some point between now and WrestleMania. So even if Paige was involved, it wouldn't have mattered. All right. Back to my main point. If you couldn't, uh, you know, we had a so-so tag match and if you couldn't follow that up we had the triple threat match for the universal championship brock braun and kane a lot of fans were upset because this match happened to take place after the rumble because they felt like this match to most of them should have happened before the rumble any event braun loses he could be put in the rumble and and win the rumble but that did not happen so anyways kane braun brock triple threat universal title um, I I can guarantee it's not one of the greatest world title matches we you know that we've had. Brock wins. There was a a, a funny slash serious moment where Braun clocked Braun in the head with the knee, and then and then <laughs> Braun went straight. Um, Brock went straight UFC on on, on Braun and clocked him two three times, and Braun backpedaled, and Brock was just like yo like. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't fuck with me like that. I'll knock you out. And I, I you know, I, I from looking back at it, I, I, I guess Braun went went a little bit too much on that on that knee uh, knee spot, and Brock just took it a certain way and went bing bang boom, and it, was, and it was like wow, like oh shit. And they kept replaying it. They kept replaying it. Like okay, but that that wasn't supposed to happen. But anyway, the match happened. Ten minutes they went. Not great. We knew Kane was gonna, you know, take the pinfall from 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 the jump. Brock retains. Mark, I'll start with you. What did you make of this triple threat match? It's highly anticipated triple threat match for the Universal Title. I mean, I didn't. I thought it was fine. It was. It was. I they, they kept it short. It was kind of like a short car crash. They they busted a bunch of tables. They had shares involved. Uh, Brock decided to shoot on Braun Strowman, which was which was fun. As you said, I didn't. I thought it was fine for what it was. This is never going to be a five star classic, so they gave it an appropriate amount of time. Uh, the, the right guy went over, um, I, I suppose. I mean, I, I don't. I wouldn't have minded if Braun went over, but I kind of see where they're going for Mania, and the right guy got pinned. So I mean, I thought it was uh, fine. Any more than that ten or whatever eleven minutes they gave it probably would have been too much for those guys. I thought it was. It was fine and entertaining in the time that, that it lasted. Now, were you surprised that that Brock went UFC on, on Braun real quick? <laughs> Man, I, I uh, when I saw that, I immediately was like, "Oh, that's that's a legit, that's a legit punch." I yeah. mean, that was that was uh, that was real. That was a real deal. I guess that was I guess that was the veteran, you know, the veteran shooter uh, teaching uh, Braun a lesson about about those knees. And uh, I think I think it got through to him because uh, he definitely got rattled by that yeah, by that shot. You could see him kind of clear the cobwebs after he Brock. Uh, Brock is not known for his uh, his punching ability in, uh, in the UFC, but yeah, I mean, be, be be sure when a trained fighter of of his size hits you with a clean right hand like that, you're gonna feel it no matter how big you are. Grant, what'd you make of the Universal Championship match? 
It was what it was. Honestly, I was expecting a lot worse. I was expecting a lot worse from these guys. They pulled through for a decent match. Uh, Ron, or, uh, Brock won as expected. Obviously, like you said, the reason we're talking about this right now is because of those stiff shots from Brock to Braun and vice versa. That was the only thing that made this match newsworthy. The incorporation of you know the weapons and all this other stuff. It was like, I don't know, they were trying to make up with the fact the match was going to be shit. So at least they tried to make it watchable with the weapons. It was a bit better in terms of crowd reaction than the uh, tag team title match and the raw tag team title match. So, you know, people like Braun Kane does nothing for anyone in 2018. Why he was even in this match, I, I don't know, other than just to dig the fall, obviously. Um, this match just did not need to happen, like, at all. But it was what it was. Brock wins, LOL, and that's all that I got to say about it. So now with that happening, you know, Nakamura said earlier that he was going to pick AJ at WrestleMania. So that's the main event for the SmackDown side. Uh, Brock wins. So now he has to wait to the Elimination Chamber, which I think is next month. And they, they already started doing some matches on Raw for qualifying stuff. And I think right now it's Elias, Braun Strowman, and John Cena, um, three of the six people to, 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 to fight for to battle uh, Brock at WrestleMania. So I guess we'll find out uh, who the other three are from um, from Raw later on before Chambers. So we're going to have to wait to see who fights Brock, which I think we're all going to assume it is Roman Reigns, but you know we'll see about that. Um, then we get the Women's Rumble match, the, the main event. Some people did not like that. I did. Don't matter. Um, Sasha came out number one. She lasted maybe almost, you know, 50 plus minutes. It came down to um, Sasha, the Bella Twins, and and Asuka. And again, I'm at home thinking like, you know, once you start seeing who was the final three of, you know, uh, five, four, you kind of knew Asuka was going to win. She threw out Nikki Bella, I believe. Um, Nikki threw out Brie before that. The Bella Twins threw out Sasha before that. So she lasted the majority of the time. And Sasha had a little, you know, one-on-one kind of confrontation with Trish Stratus. And the crowd went, you know, went crazy for it. Trish looks amazing. Like, she did not lose a step. She can actually be at WrestleMania if she really wanted to. Um, you start seeing some little heelish actions from Sasha where you know she 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 throws out Bailey so we don't know what's going to happen between them two or she might have some kind of one-on-one with, with Trish if she wants to come back um but I like I like the the, the small turning of Sasha uh to turn here which is something that we all agree uh should have happened a long time ago but Oscar does go over she does win the rumble uh no surprise there and then we both we have Charlotte and Alexa Bliss on the outside you know, um, they come inside. They're going to find out who Oscar's going to gonna pick. We also had Stephanie McMahon on commentary, which I think didn't really do much. Uh, I, I think she didn't even know who was on some girl on NXT or something like that. But there you go. Um, and then, boom, we all, we, all, we all at home thinking, all right, this is about to be over. She, she, she's going to pick someone and they're going to cut it off. Then we get Rousey's music. She comes out. And the crowd is just uh, in in awe, amazing. Uh, uh, they're amazed that she's there. Kind of figured that because it did go on as the main event. She comes out. She wants to shake people's hands. Oscar was like, no, forget about that. She goes outside to shake Stephanie's hand because, you know, Stephanie got to be involved in everything. And they <laughs> shake hands. And Stephanie was like, oh, 
I'm gonna tell you this. The funny part, Grant, uh, you know, since you were there, you 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 wouldn't hear it. But Michael Cole asked Stephanie, "Hey, you know, do you do you know about this? Do you know what's going on?" She's like, "Oh, I have no idea what's going on. This is what's going on." Then on Monday night. She said, oh, welcome. You know, I'd like to welcome our newest superstar, Ronda Rousey. I'm like, yo, 24 hours ago, I thought you wouldn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> so it's like, you got to be consistent. Yeah, that was definitely weird, yeah. Oh, come on, man. And then anyway, Rousey does that, and she, she's pointing to the sign, which, you know, that, that's what you have to do now. You point to WrestleMania sign, and that was it. She don't say nothing. She does that. She walks out. She smiles. She looks very happy. And then we go off, and Oscar, does, you know, did not pick somebody. Even till Monday, she did not pick somebody on Raw. So, Mark, I'm gonna start with you. You know, you covered her UFC. She, you know, she made it. She did an interview with ESPN, Ramona Shelburne. That she, this is her life now. She wants to be a professional wrestler. Uh, she's been training for for quite a while now. Um, this is what she wants to do, and it's full time. It's not a one one off thing. This is it for her. Ronda Rousey is officially in the WWE. And even you notice, you, you know, you told me yourself, she looks very happy, um, smiling and everything. What did you make of her appearing at the Rumble? How they m- made her come out at the Rumble, not being in the Rumble match? And do you think it could have been a little better of trying to introduce her uh, to the world of WWE? I thought, it was, I thought it was all right. I thought it was. It wasn't uh, the worst thing they could have done. I think it would have been. It would have been bad for her to come into the into the actual rumble match and, and clean house and and bury some of the talent that were there. I think we touched on that last week when we spoke about right. uh, that. Was kind of what we suspected that that we thought that maybe uh, you know she was going to enter the rumble and just destroy everybody and throw everybody out and win and get the WrestleMania title shot. They didn't do that. They they had her come out after which. I mean, it's not. It isn't. It isn't the greatest timing, but I understand why they did it because it is their. It's one of their big four events of the year. Um, it got a ton, a ton of mainstream attention. I mean, everyone wrote about it. I mean, it was everywhere uh, for yeah. for twenty four hours there. So it was it was effective in what they wanted to do. But I think it made a lot of. Uh, I mean, I don't know if this is a worker or a shooter, maybe a little bit of both, but it seemed to make a lot of the women on the roster who were in the royal royal match, the women's double match unhappy because it kind of took away, I guess, in their eyes, the, uh-huh. uh, I mean, just the history, the history of, of, the, of the women's rumble and it made affecting, um, having, having Rousey out there. But I think that in the end it will be, Rousey will be really, really good for women's, women's wrestling. Uh, you know, it'll, it'll be great for, for that division. It'll be great for those women because she is a legitimate box office pay-per-view draw unlike the unlike wwe has had i mean outside of brock lesnar i mean there's no there's been no one like her in a very very long time right i mean uh, and and i mean the numbers that she put up in uh, you know in the ufc were incredible i mean we're talking about you know million by pay-per-views regularly for for the ufc and she brings a ton of, of star power even if she even if she lost those two fights i mean she didn't look great, you know. She, I think she damaged her, her, uh, her, her. She damaged her, her brand. I think she damaged her drawing power. She's still a bigger star than anyone in the, in, in WWE. Probably even bigger than Lesnar at, at this point. I think she's a, a household name more than those people, and that is a really, really good thing for everyone that she's going to wrestle. 
you know, whether it be a Sasha Banks or, or a Nikki Bella or a Charlotte Flair, right. they're going to they're gonna get a lot more. They're going to be getting main event. Yeah, she's a main event. First, she's a headline act. She's not a mid-card act. This is, Ron, this is Ronda Rousey. She's one of the most well-known female athletes in the world. Um, so it'll be a good in the end. I do understand a little bit about how they feel, but I think that uh, it could have been worse. I mean, if they, they both her to just kill everybody in the Rumble, it would have been worse than that. She's here now, and, and it'll be it'll be good for everyone down, uh, you know, down the line, I'm sure. Graham, tell me, you were there when Oscar's, Oscar's in the ring. Did you think the pay-per-view was over? And, and then when it wasn't, what was your reaction to Ronda Rousey coming out? You know, it was it was a question. Um, it was definitely a question mark in regards to what the reaction would be. You would think it'd be a slam dunk that, you know, she's very popular, she'd get a great reaction, but you never really know. There's always going to be those fans like, oh, she doesn't deserve it, why is she here, she's yeah. overrated, blah, 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 blah. But you know what? She got a great reaction. There were there were a chance of Ronda Rousey before number 30 came out because I could have sworn that it was either going to be her or Trish, or not Trish Stratus, uh, Stephanie McMahon. Thankfully, it was neither one of those things. Stephanie should not have been involved at all. Right. Um, I have yet to watch that to match and fold women's rumble, but I heard she did decently on commentary and she didn't take away from the match, which is good. Um, but I'm also glad Rousey wasn't in the match either. I completely agree with Mark where I thought it was perfect that she came out afterwards and you save the physicality for later. I hear she won't be back until after like she's done filming her movie like a month from now, which is fine. She wasn't on Raw, which is kind of disappointing, but if they want to hold off on her coming back for a while, that's okay. Um, but you save that physicality, you save her kicking someone's ass until she comes back a month from now. And whoever she sets her sights on, that's, that's the real question. What's the match at WrestleMania? Is it her and Stephanie? Is it her and Oscar, her and Charlotte, her and Bliss? Like, where are they going with this? But not like a bad way, like, oh, they dropped the ball. It was great because it builds intrigue. You could possibly have three different women's matches of Mania this year between yeah. something involving Rousey and Stephanie, maybe Oscar and Charlotte, and then Bliss and uh, uh, Bliss and Jax or Bailey and Banks or whoever. I thought the finish was really, really well done. It got people talking. I thought the show was over because, like I said, I thought as many other people did too, that she'd be in the match, and she wasn't. Um, but with WWE, you cannot leave until that little thing in the corner goes away and they fade to black. You, you got to know that's the case, because you never know what might happen. As soon as people, like, I saw people leaving before Asuka even won the Rumble, because you knew she was going to win when you were in there with the fucking Bella Twins. You knew she was going to win. That was kind of poorly well done. That was kind of poorly done. Uh -huh. um, but you got to wait until the show's really officially over, because you might miss moments like that. And it was a really cool moment. And I got to say, too, it was really fucking cool that she came out to her UFC music, Bad Reputation. That was awesome. And it was the original song, too. It wasn't a yeah. remix CFO. It was the actual song. So I'm not sure if she's going to use that going forward. I know they had to get special clearance from uh, Joan Jeff Camp to use the song, which was awesome. So, again, it made for a great moment. People didn't recognize the music right away. There's not a lot of crossover WWE UFC fans. But I thought it was awesome. Great moment all around. It got me excited for the women's side of WrestleMania, what matches might be shaping up for that show involving Rousey and all the others. Yeah, I mean, like, there, there, there might be four matches. You got the, the the two world title matches for Raw SmackDown for the for the women, and uh, Rousey might be in, in his tag team match with Hunter and Stephanie, and then you might have a Sasha Bailey match. You just don't know. Um, I did want to ask you this before I get to, uh, you know, what's next for her. Um and again, this is where I get upset. Mark just mentioned earlier that Rousey's gonna bring a lot of attention, more eyeballs to the product. Pe you know, people wanted to tune in, and we saw that on Raw where 
you had over seven, six, six, seven hundred thousand people tune into Raw. You know, not not just that, but they left watching Raw, thinking Rousey was going to appear. And when they find out, oh, she's not there, they tuned out. So you have people waiting to see to see her wrestle, talk, perform, whatever it is. Uh, you are going to get more eyeballs on your product. But now you get the people on Twitter and online that keep saying, "Oh man, this this took away from Oscar's moment." And I'm like, "Really? Like, did it?" Did it really? I, I I don't I don't think so. But that that that's the first thing you 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 see. Oh yeah, Rousey's here, great. But it took away from Oscar's Royal Rumble moment. I'm like, are we? Are you kidding me, Grant? Come on, come on, say something, please. <laughs> dude, dude, that annoyed me to no end. People are just looking for a reason to get upset. Oh, she took away from her moment. Like, shut the hell up. She didn't take away from anything. Nothing. She made mainstream headlines. Without, without Rousey, I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you that Women's Rumble would not have come close to main eventing that pay-per-view. And it was a great match, don't get me wrong, I'm not pooping on the match, I'm just saying that if it mm-hmm. wasn't for Rousey, it was because of her that they main evented the show. So if fans are complaining, I saw Nikki Bella and Nia Jax complaining, that's gotta be, that's gotta be a work. Yeah, I think, so. tell me I that's think a so. Work. They're saying, oh, Ronda Rousey's taking all the attention away from the women. Oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. You have got to be kidding me. Did Stephanie McMahon not come out at the start of Raw saying, oh, the first ever Women's Royal Rumble, here's Asuka. Like, Rousey was nowhere even on that show. They spent 10 minutes building up the women with Asuka and Banks and Stephanie in this really good segment. They spent, what, a two-minute recap video on Ronda Rousey in the third hour of a fucking three-hour show? Get over yourself. They hate when people complain about stupid stuff like that. Asuka came away looking like a huge star. She eliminated Nikki Bella and all these other people from the Women's Rumble. They main evented the show. And it wasn't like Rousey came out there and beat everyone's asses and laid out Asuka. That wasn't the case at all. If anything, they got more mainstream attention because of Ronda Rousey. I'm sure you're bound to see in the ESPN reports and stuff like that, Asuka's name, and people like that because of Ronda Rousey. Like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I hate the complaints that she's ruining wrestling and all this other shit. She's bringing more eyes to the product than anyone else right now she is making women's wrestling although it is already great even more relevant than it already is so people bitching and moaning and whining that she took away from Oscar's moment it's some of the biggest yeah. bullshit of it i've heard all week so yeah that annoyed me to no end i hope people get over themselves going forward including the wrestlers the bella twins the audacity of them saying that ronda rousey is taking away from their moment despite the fact they've been gone for a year or two now, and they fucking close out the Women's Royal Rumble, made me sick. So I hope they cease that nonsense going forward. I'll take it even a step further. As, uh, as Dave Meltzer uh, reported on, on my side of me fighting earlier this week, the reason why, the, why women's wrestling is being given such a chance by WWE is because of Ronda Rousey. It's because of what she was able to do in the UFC before, before she was able to headline events and make you know a ridiculous amount of money for the UFC, it was still the Divas division. It was it was still it was still the women getting two minute matches and, and three minute matches on Raw and, and not getting anything to work with storyline wise. She she is really the reason her popularity. I mean, it, it's the combination of her popularity and 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 how. The perception was where she became a box office star, and WWE realized that it's possible that 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 the world. I mean, I mean, I think it was always ready, but it made them see that the, this country and the world is ready for 
women women headliners and 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 women in combat sports to do more. And she was the really the reason why they did that. So I mean, I don't want to I don't want to give her too much credit, but I think that what she was able to do it was, it was the right climate for it. It was it was the right timing, of course. That's always important. But she really became. I mean, in the UFC now, women headline events all the time. It's not even a big deal. It's like, oh, yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a good women's fight headlining, you know, next week's card. No one even bats an eyelash. It's not a, it's not a big deal. No, one, no one's saying, like, oh, it's a women's fight. That shouldn't be headlining. It's not a big deal. In, in, in many cases, the women do better ratings on, on uh, FS1 when they're on, on Fox when they're on, than a men's main event. Um, so I think that, and, and that's with Ronda Rousey. I mean, that's, it's not her making them popular, but she paved the way. She was the one who, who broke through, um, that stereotype that women can't headline, that women can't do that. And WWE has taken that ball too. And, and they've run with it. And a lot of it is because of her. Hey, Mark, man, I, you know, in, in 1998, I was so mad when Mike Tyson took away from Stone Cold's moment. I was so mad. <laughs> Like, come on. Well, that's, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, you don't think Ron, Ronda Rousey is going to make Asuka a bigger, a bigger star, you know, than, than she's ever been if, if, if and when they, they have a program together. I mean, it's just, it's just a natural progression of things. I don't know if, uh, I think the less is more approach with Rousey right away is going to be the key. You know, while she, while she uh, you know, works, at, works out of the train at the performance center and, and, and gets better at promos and then gets better at the in-ring stuff. So I think a less is more approach is really a, a good thing. You don't want to overexpose her. Um, but eventually down the line, as a full-time you know, wrestler, she's going to be you know, the, biggest, the biggest money draw that the, that the WWE's had in, in a, a long time. I mean, for me, I, I don't think it took away from Oscar's moment. I think it, I wouldn't say made her, but it, it kind of elevated her too because every time they show... Rousey on, on on a ESPN or Fox Sports One. Yeah, that would be certainly. Oscar is in the picture. She's in it yep. with with Charlotte with uh, Alexa. So it was like you guys are being shown more to to more dif- to more people um, than what you get on USA. So it's like she's she's helping mm-hmm. all of you guys out and, and 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 the entire company. But I'm like to be like she took away from Oscar's moment. I'm, I mean, I don't know what, what what people think sometimes, and I think if you if any company can have a Ronda Rousey, a Mike Tyson, whoever it is coming to your company, whether it's a one off, it's a full time deal, it's gonna make more people. Now you're bringing all of her UFC fans come watch your product on a Monday, on a Tuesday, on a pay per view. They want to see your fight. They want to see your wrestle, and. When you're out there getting 2.5, 2.73 million people watching uh, USA and Raw, you might get three five. You might get fours now because of her uh, uh, being there on Raw every, every week. But um, I mean, to to recap the Rumble, I thought it, I thought it was cool. I liked it a lot. Um, we saw the nostalgia acts. We saw you know Trish and, and Mickey James th- you know do that stare off, which you know that's one of my favorite female matches of all time from WrestleMania 22. But um, Oscar did win, Nakamura did win the men's rumble. I'm kind of surprised McMahon went that way, but I guess we're really in this new era where the 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 indie the indies people are, are really taking over and, and winning everything. And um, Graham, were you surprised that? Both Nakamura and Oscar were the winners of the Rumble, or did you feel like it could have been one of them, but not both? 
I figured Oscar was winning because no one else really made sense other than Ronda Rousey. We discussed that here on the show before, where if Ronda Rousey wasn't wrestling, Oscar was winning. If Ronda Rousey wrestled in the match, then she would have won. The men's rumble was more of a question mark, if only because they have messed up this rumble so many times before. And I know I, I understand always an indie guy, Nakamura is, and you know, you gotta have the indie guys go over. It's not even that. Like it just makes more sense. We've had Reigns win the Rumble before. We've had Cena win the Rumble twice now. Orton's won it twice. Rey Mysterio's won the Rumble once. Mm-hmm. We've had all these people win the Rumble before. It's time to move on. It's not even an indie thing. It's not even an indie thing. If it, if it wasn't Nakamura, who's someone on the roster right now that's got top star that's not an indie guy? I'm trying to think. No one really comes to mind at the moment. But, okay, Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman, okay, if he wasn't in the Universal title mix right now and he won the Rumble, it's not because he's an indie guy. It's just because he's a fresh face. It's because people want something new. And Roman is the newer star compared to Cena. I understand that, but it's like, you can still get from point A to point B with Lesnar and Roman Reigns without having him win the Rumble again, let alone in the same city. People are ready for something different. This was something different, and it shows they're taking a chance on someone not named Roman Reigns. It's not because Roman's not good or not because, you know, I don't like him or whatever. The guy's actually really, really good. It's because we've just seen him in the same spot for a while now. And they can continue to be in that spot. That's fine. But they got to take a chance in someone not named Roman Reigns. And they did that. Maybe it fails. Maybe Nakamura's promos, you know, between now and WrestleMania are the drizzling shit. And they give up on him after WrestleMania and he goes nowhere. But at least they're trying something new with the guy. And that's what I really commend WWE for coming out of this Royal Rumble. Mark? Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I wouldn't classify Nakamura as, as an indie guy because I see, when, I, when, when I hear indie, I think more of like, you know, United States, Canada, North America. I would say he's more of like an international, an international star because New Japan is, I mean, they don't, they're not considered an indie in Japan. They're considered like the, like the big leagues in Japan. So, so he's more of like an international, kind of like a, like a Derek Nowitzki coming over to, uh, you know, the NBA from, from Germany. You know, he's not like a, he's not a, an American college player, but he's an international star coming over. Um, uh, but I, I think, uh, I think that, the, the key is not is not so much if he's an indie guy if he's an international star. The key uh-huh. is just what what the I mean what what the, what the fans want. You know that was what the fans wanted. Like they that was that was he's obviously incredibly over with the audience right now. I mean it's it's uh, I mean I, I wasn't Graham was there and, and he could attest to this. But I was watching that the Rumble and the Wells Fargo was going bananas when when Nakamura won. That was what the fans wanted to see and they told a great story about it. Right. I think um and I do think Graham is right. I think it's it's a fresh face. They want. They want to see new stuff. They don't. They don't want to see the same guys rehashed over and over again. Whether it's a Braun, whether it's a Nakamura, whether it's an indie guy, you know, a Japanese guy, whatever. And um, and, and Asuka, I think, I, I think kind of the same thing. Although I feel like the women's division is is kind of outside of like an Italia who's been around. It's like the whole division is kind of fresh. Um, and, and then the whole division, could, you know, is uh, is kind of prime for um, you know, uh, growth. In, in that respect. So I had no problem with Oscar winning it. She's the best wrestler on the roster, um, on the female side. So, uh, you know, either, either way, you know, for WrestleMania, you at least want to have one really, really good wrestler who can work a great match. And man, uh, Oscar against Sasha on Monday night was a great match. That was one of the, that was, uh, better than some of the Rumble matches. That was a really, really good match. Uh, so I think they, they did, um, they did right by the fans. They, they made, they made the right moves. It made sense in the storyline. And that's really what uh, what it matters. I, I don't mind guys like Cena, like I, like I was saying earlier. You know, Cena going over Balor if it makes sense in, in the storyline. Right. If it doesn't make sense in the storyline, and you're just continuing to shove these people down our throats, 
then then it's a problem. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think they. I, I don't have a lot of bad things to say other than just nitpicky stuff about the rumble. And and you guys know me. I, I went into it not very confident that it was going to be a good show, and and they proved me wrong. So I'm I'm, I'm happy about it. So now, what do you think they do slash should do with Rousey at WrestleMania? Because um, what I'm seeing is that Oscar's going to pick Charlotte. Again, we don't know if this is going to be true or not, but I, what I've been seeing, Oscar is going to pick Charlotte. Alexa Bliss is might get Nia Jax, and then they're going to put Rousey in a tag match with Stephanie and Hunter uh, and, and they would talk about the Rock, uh, you know, or some other partner for uh, with Rousey to continue that storyline that they started back at WrestleMania 31 back in 2015. So, should they start her off in that tag match where it's not like you're in a, in a championship match right away at WrestleMania, or do you feel like they call an audible where whoever Oscar doesn't pick, they're gonna put Rousey in that spot for the other champion, Mark? Yeah, I, uh, I I don't see Rousey wrestling a singles match at WrestleMania. I don't think I don't think that's what they're going to do at this at this stage. I think they're going to do a tag match. Um, from from what uh, multiple people are reporting, it's going to be a mixed tag with with Triple H and Stephanie on the other side. Now, uh, you know that that is what it is. I feel like they they want to kind of be involved in this uh, in, in Rousey's first match. Uh, you know, kind of uh, from a personal level for them. Uh, and then I guess it'll either be, I mean, The Rock, depending on what his deal is with uh, with the movie that he's going to be doing, excuse me, that he's going to be doing uh, in, the, in the spring, or it could be a Kurt Angle. Uh, from what I've seen, you know, just stuff online, it could be a Braun Strowman. So I think they're going to do a mixed tag, and I think that's the right way to go because I don't know if she's ready to, that's a, that's a really, really big stage to have your have your wrestling debut in, especially for someone that is is apparently going to be sticking with this for a while, and if they look bad in that first match, that's kind of hard to recover from. So I think they're gonna I think it's I think they're gonna they're gonna kind of limit her a little bit and have her in a mixed tag match, which I completely agree with. And if they do get the Rock, and if it's the Rock and Rousey against Triple H and Stephanie, that's the main event. That's the main event of WrestleMania. I don't think there's any way around it. That's going to be the headliner. That's going to be the big mainstream buzz. Um, uh, you know, um, I'll almost certainly be w- working WrestleMania now. I thought I was only as a fan. Now all of a sudden I'm, I'm going to be working because of because of this. And it's going to be a really big deal. Um, and as far as the other women's matches, I guess Oscar Charlotte. I don't love Nia. I mean, Nia Jackson and the Blood kind of makes sense in storyline, but I don't think that'll be. That's not going to be a good match. I mean, I'll say uh, book it in, in a very short and you know s- different manner. I don't think that's going to be a good match for a WrestleMania card. Oscar Charlotte would be would be a great match, but doesn't doesn't really make sense in the in the storyline, right? I, I I don't know, but uh, I do think that um, for Rousey, it's going to be it's going to be some kind of a mixed tag or a tag match. She won't get that she won't get that main event match just yet. Also, and and, and one last thing, um, I know I'm being long winded. I don't like the, I don't like the idea of Rousey coming in her first WrestleMania and then beating a Charlotte or beating an Oscar or someone like that. You know, ending Oscar's streak. That, that's a bad that's a bad look. I'd, I'd rather her be in a match that doesn't have much long term consequences. If that makes any sense, I don't want to see her. You know, bury someone right away. Let's see what she has first. Let's see how she's doing at the performance center. Let's see how her promos are. Let's see how her acting is, and then we can go from there. Let her let her kind of do like a low stakes match first, and then you can throw her into the actual division later on. Graham? 
Yeah, again, I completely agree. I totally like the fact that they're hopefully going in the direction of a mixed tag team match. Because if Ronda Rousey is indeed a full-time WWE superstar, and it looks like she will be, and if, it's, if it was like a one-and-done type match, I get it. Like, you would want to have her face Oscar or Charlotte and then have her leave. But if she's going to be here for a while now, for the next few years, like, you should build up to a big money match like Rousey and Charlotte, or especially Rousey and Asuka. Um, someone said on Twitter to me the other day, and I completely agree, you talk about main events without possibly main event in WrestleMania. They were to do Rousey and Rock versus the authorities, Triple H and Stephanie. You want to talk about main events, Ronda Rousey and Asuka could very well be a viable one-on-one women's main event for WrestleMania 35. That's a match yep. you don't blow up into. That's a match you build to at WrestleMania 35. Asuka should not be beaten anytime soon. I'm glad that they also didn't rush her and put the championship on her when they did, when they, when they first brought her up in October. And they've instead built her up over the course of a few months at Survivor Series and at Royal Rumble. I like that a lot. Um, and they could do the same thing with Ronda Rousey, too. She can win the championship at any other point later on in 2018. And then you can build to Asuka and Rousey. And you know, you know what's perfect, too? If they go with Asuka and Charlotte, that puts Asuka on SmackDown. And that keeps hopefully Ronda on Raw, which you, you know they're going to do because Rousey is such a huge star. Raw's their baby. It's the flagship show. They'll probably put her on Raw. It, that keeps the two of them apart. It, it forces them to stay apart for at least a year until maybe you have Rousey win the, with the Women's Rumble next year. And that leads to Oscar Rousey next year. But that's thinking more long-term. For WrestleMania 34, I love the idea of Ronda, of Ronda and Rock versus the authority. It was teased initially three years ago, WrestleMania 31, so a nice, pay, a nice payoff for that angle. Or I didn't even think about that, but Mark mentioned it, uh, Kurt Angle. If Jordan's hurt, and they won't do Angle and Rollins, as I hope they will, but I know they won't. Angle being in that spot also makes a lot of sense, too, given his bad blood of Triple H, and also prevents them from doing a one-on-one match, which, to me, I have no interest in at all. So at least the mixed tag team match makes more sense. Well, if you had Braun in there, that's a big spot for him. Whoever it is, I think a mixed tag team match is the way to go. I think, uh, Graham, that's actually that's actually genius uh, fantasy booking. Can you imagine the kind of buildup it would be if if uh, they kept Oscar and Rousey away from each other for a year, had Oscar on SmackDown, had her continue her streak, just dominating everybody, destroying everybody, having Rousey do her thing on on Raw, kind of like in a in a, in a Lesnar way where she's not around all the time. And then she comes out next January. She wins the women's rumble, even though she's on Raw. And she's like, "No, I want to face. I want to end Oscar's streak." And that's the main event of, of WrestleMania next year. It would be Ronda Rousey, the UFC, you know, the great UFC women's pioneer, you know, dominant champion against the most dominant, you know, women's wrestling champion ever. That's that's. I can guarantee you that they haven't even thought about that because they're they do things by like the bumps in WWE. But that is some excellent storytelling. I mean, basically, what it sounds like, they traded Oscar for Ronda Rousey. If you want to, you know, keep it real. Yeah, and, and Oscar are already using the arm bar as like a finishing move, and she can just be like the Rousey of of, uh, of WWE, kind of. And then it'll, it'll be the real Rousey against the Rousey WWE. I mean, they probably won't do it because it's, it's so it's so good. It sounds such a, like such a great idea. They probably won't do it. It'll probably be Rousey versus Stephanie next year. But it's it's brilliant storytelling. It really is. I mean, I I just can't wait for the five minute uh, WrestleMania entrance for Triple H and Stephanie. I can't wait. <laughs> oh gosh! Uh, uh, right. on, the, on the long ramp, the skulls and this and all that. Anyway, um, yeah. 
Uh, I'm going to wrap it up in a bit. Just throw out some little tidbits there. I saw earlier today some um, on NoDQ.com. There's a potential rumored card for WrestleMania 34 as it stands. So this is what this is what more than likely might happen. But again, just this is all rumored. Um, they have Ronda Rousey and a partner against Stephanie and Triple H. AJ Nakamura for the title, of course. They got Brock against uh, Roman Reigns for the title, of course. John Cena against the the Undertaker. It's on. It's, it's on this roster. Uh, the Miz versus Braun Strowman for the Intercontinental Championship. Alexa Bliss, Nia Jax, Raw Women's Title. Charlotte against Asuka for the SmackDown Women's Title. And Seth Rollins against Jason Jordan. So, right now... I think that's actually, uh, that's actually the Observer. That's actually Meltzer reporting. Okay, okay, all right, all right. So they get, yeah, I think, so they, got I think they jacked it from uh, Meltzer. <laughs> So they got it from there. So real quick, I mean, we're 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 on the road to at least five of those matches happening. Of course, they had the Andre the Giant uh, Battle Royal. So at least five of those matches look like they they might happen. We don't know about the Miz and Braun Strowman. We don't know about Cena Taker, um, unless Taker comes out at at the chamber and, and makes John Cena lose, which would make sense. And then Seth Rollins and, and Jason Jordan. So and, and again, there's there's no tag team title match from either side. So, um, Graham, do you think that we're on the road to majority of this card happening at WrestleMania 34? I think so. I mean, it's reported every year after the Roma what the tentative card is for Mania, and some people are like, "Oh, how do they get from point A to point B?" Like right before the Rumble last year, it was reported Roman Reigns and The Undertaker was happening at WrestleMania 33. And people were like, oh, that makes no sense. Like, I thought it was Taker and Cena. And sure enough, we got <laughs> Roman and Taker. At the same exact time, same exact time this time last year, Cena was the WWE champion. Dirt sheets were reporting it was going to be Cena and Nikki versus Miz and Maurice. People were like, oh, that makes no sense. Cena's the champion. How can that happen? And then sure enough, we got that match at WrestleMania. So Dave Meltzer, all the other dirt sheet sources, whatever you want to call them, they know what they're doing. They're getting the right, you know, cards for these shows. Things can certainly change. I'm not doubting that. But it seems like that card is pretty legit. Not paper. It's a pretty stacked card. When you have Roundy and when you have Rousey in the card, probably Kurt Angle and a few other people. That's a stacked card. Even with as many people out hurt as there are right now, that's a good card right there. So I'm looking forward to it. And hopefully, that is the card that we get come WrestleMania 34. And also the Cruiserweight Title Tournament Final is what they have here. So there you go. I'm actually I'm actually intrigued by uh, I'm actually intrigued by that crew the cruiserweight tournament they're going to be doing. There, there's going to be a lot of good matches on 205 Live. I'm not a huge 205 205 Live has been booked terribly. Creative, mm-hmm. I think creative is like falling asleep on 205 Live. But I kind of I watched it this week. They have so much talent on that show. It's 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 absurd. Um, I think it's going to be a good tournament, and maybe it'll be kind of a uh, a, a renewing of that of that brand a little bit. Um. All right, I'm gonna throw out some little fire fire round stuff stuff at you guys real quick. I mean, I uh, I can't cover Raw and SmackDown because we're about an hour and a half already in. But uh, basically, what I saw, uh, John Coachman is back with, with the company. I think he left ESPN, so now he's replacing Booker T. Uh, any thoughts on that, Graham? Good move and long overdue. Booker T is awful on commentary. I like the guy. He always gets good reactions. I was at Raw 25 last week. We got a big pop when he came out for commentary, but 
that's where it ends for me. I'm the mic, the guy, or at least uh, behind the commentary desk. The guy was awful. So I'm glad the coach is replacing him. He's a much better replacement uh, than, than he's a much better uh, fit for that role than Booker T ever was. Mark, yeah, I, I agree. Booker T, Booker T is better on the analyst desk, you know, where on you know, like kickoff shows. Yeah, but uh, actually, live the live color commentary, yeah, no, not so much. Coaches, uh, coaches, all right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't think Booker T was that bad, but I think he's, you know, I think he'll be better suited for the the the, the, anal- the analyst job. But whether Coachman came back or Booker T left, it, it wouldn't have mattered to me. Um, the Dully Boys are going to be in the Hall of Fame, Mark. Oh, I love it, love the Dullys. Of course, they're 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 a shoo-in. They they definitely be there. Graham. Well-deserved, long overdue, one of the greatest tag teams of all time. We got a taste of them at Raw 25, so it was only a matter of time before they announced this. I'm more looking forward to seeing who inducts them. I thought Foley Ray was in Ring of Honor. I thought he was still signing them. Apparently not. Uh, but either way, it's very well-deserved, and it's great to see him in, finally. Now, next I think, week, he, I think yeah. he still is with the Ring of Honor, but I don't think that yeah. really matters all that much to WWE. <laughs> next week... Yeah, good point, yeah. What I'm going to do next week is uh, a lot of people I ask on Twitter, where do you rank the Dudleys all-time? So they, I, I, I got a bunch of answers, so I, I'll get to that next week. Um, apparently, the, the, the winner of Sami Zayn-Kevin Owens match next week on SmackDown is going to get AJ for the title at Fastlane in March. Uh, I, I guess, you know, we already know the finish because it's going to be AJ Nakamura Mania, but uh, potential breakup between Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Grant, what do you think? I guess so. I know it's been reported for a while now. It came out of nowhere. It's so weird that they're teasing tension now and not before the Rumble when the WWE Championship was on the line. All of a sudden, they're no longer on the same page, which I found to be really, really weird. Um, But they're money together as heels, so I would not split them up anytime soon, even if it means a great opening match at WrestleMania between KO and Sami Zayn. I still think it's way too soon to be breaking these guys up. If you keep these guys together and have them go over the Usos or go after the Usos at Mania for the tag team titles, that would be an outstanding match. And give the Usos a big high-profile match for Mania, which they have yet to have. They have yet to be on the main card for WrestleMania. In 10 years, they've been in the company, which blows my mind, but it's true. Anyway, though, um, I think of that match on Tuesday, I think Zayn might go over, or at least I hope he goes over. We've seen AJ versus Zayn and AJ and Owens so many times, it's kind of hard to care, to be honest with you. Um, I'm ready for them to move on to something new. And like you said, it's also an obvious outcome at, at Fastlane, but... Whatever, I think Zane wins, but I do think it's too soon to be breaking them up. Yeah, I think it'll be AJ versus uh, versus Sami Zayn at Fastlane, most likely, and and I really hope they don't break them up. It's, it's like Graham said, it's way too soon. They can they can build upon that, um, and and I was thinking the exact same thing. Uso against Uso at WrestleMania would be a, would be a really good match. Yeah, I hope they don't break them up because it'll resemble the same thing they did last year with KO and Jericho for mm-hmm. a WrestleMania match. So hopefully they'll just have a little. You know, a little rough patch right now, and then they get together and do some work at WrestleMania. Um, the last one I ask you, um, we know it's going to be AJ Nakamura. Mark, I'll start with you. But does does AJ stay babyface until WrestleMania, or do you start seeing some kind of like, you know, heelish, some kind of AJ kind of action, or do you think they both walk in as the the babyface at WrestleMania? No, I think I think they'll both be faces at WrestleMania without a doubt. Graham. Yeah, I think they'll both be baby faces, and they should be. I mean, obviously, turning Nakamura would be beyond dumb. And AJ, I mean, while he made a great heel a few years ago, the guy is 
so over. Probably the most over guy in the entire company, to be honest with you, not named John Cena, or at least the most beloved person in the entire company. I'll say that much. Um, I think it'd be dumb to turn the guy heel at this point, so I think they will be both baby faces going into WrestleMania. What did you make of the... Um, <laughs> and I, I know I know both of you saw it. The, the, the rock star graphic that came across your screen when, when Nakamura entered the ring. Horrible. Yeah, you know, I thought I thought I thought it was I thought it was just I thought it was just me. I'm like, hold on, what was that a glitch? It said rock star. And I'm like Horrible. And then, then, I don't know what they're doing. Then the Usos. And the, uh, and like the crit like the jail like the jail yeah. style with the Usos, like what what that's stupid. It's but stupid. but I, I I did I did see, you know, Raw Raw looked a lot different with graphics and music and pre, you know, whole presentation wise. They look a lot different, which which I liked. But that whole rock star and jail cell uh, in front of the, the I'm like, okay, at least I I give them credit for trying something new. But I don't know how long that's gonna happen. But I, hey, you know, we're always trying to find them to do some new things and interactive stuff. But nah, <laughs> that ain't that ain't working right now. <laughs> Hard pass for me. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, I got to agree. The whole, I, I agree, Randy. The graphics on Raw were actually well done. The new mask graphics, the new yeah. theme song was fine. It's like, okay, I get it. You know, makeover of Raw, long overdue. I don't know why they're doing it just on... I think they did on Raw, too, but it's like the, the, the jail cell thing, like Mark mentioned, mm-hmm. the rock star thing, the worst of all, the worst of all is the subtitles during the promos. Why are they doing that? That's so obnoxious. And they're putting the names of the superstars before they talk in a, on their selfies. They're, they're taking, like, selfie promos with their phones. It looks terrible. Uh-huh. The promos come off awful. And they're reciting every single word of the promos. Like, we, like we're all deaf or something. I, I thought I had closed captioning on for a second. Like, what the hell am I watching? It was so bad. It's like, we don't even know the superstars. So they have to flash up the name of the person before they start talking. It was so obnoxious. And I hope they not only torn it down next week, they just get rid of it altogether. It's definitely a Kevin Dunn call. I can guarantee you that. And I hope he would stop. Last one uh, for, for, for you both. Graham, I'll start with you. Sasha, uh, uh, better bet, what's the better bet? Sasha Banks turns heel before WrestleMania or at WrestleMania? Uh, it should be before. It's got to be before. She's so scale right now it's not even funny like the stuff at the rumble with her eliminating trish and bailey i'm like great we're finally moving in the right direction and then she lost and then she lost Oscar and kind of showed shades of a heel turn on monday's raw great but they gotta pull the trigger like you said randy at the start of the show it's like they've been teasing us it's like a cock tease with the, with the sasha being field for like a year now yeah for like 16 months it's like, pull the trigger already it's ridiculous she is so bad as a baby face it is her her promos are not good. She screams heel. There's nothing in uh, admiring. There's no admirable qualities about Sasha Banks as a babyface. They gotta turn her. And I'm hoping that when Oscar goes to SmackDown, Ronda comes in as a top babyface. They don't need Banks as a babyface anymore. The real reason why they kept their face for so long, probably, is because they just brought back Paige as the top heel. Well, Paige is retired now, so they need more heels. Banks can fill that void perfectly. So I'm hoping, to, I'm not only hoping it happens before WrestleMania, I'm hoping it happens next week. And I'm so sick of seeing Sasha Banks and all. Oh, it's boss time for Michael Cole. It's grating on the ear. So I hope they pull the trigger next week. Mark? 
Yes, yes, I co-signed that. Sasha needs to be a heel yesterday. Make, make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know I did say that was the last one, but two things just came in. Uh, I did ask people to get some questions in. I did get one. I think Mark already replied, but at least <laughs> at least we could do it on the air. Someone asked, did you hear about Cody Rhodes kicking Kenny Omega out of Bullet, Cl- uh, uh, Bullet Club? And who was the heel and who was the face in this situation from um, Sonny Jason, number two? And then Mark said Omega is the is the baby face for sure. Right, Mark? Yeah, yeah, of course. He, he's a baby face. He reunited with Cody Bushi, who's uh, one of the top baby faces uh, in New Japan. Uh, the real question moving forward is going to be where do the Young Bucks end? Do the Young Bucks go with Kenny Omega or do they stay with Cody and the Bullet Club? That is uh, that is the very interesting question uh, coming out of. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of interesting mm-hmm. stuff coming out of that uh, that that whole angle, but that that is the big one. Where where do the Bucks stand with with Omega or with or with Cody and the Bullet Club? Mm-hmm. And for real, the last one is this, Mark. You got some homework because I did see a report somewhere. Again, I don't know if it's how truthful it is, but um, it said Paul Heyman will be report. Paul Heyman will be heavily involved in transitioning Ronda Rousey from UFC from from a UFC fighter to a WWE superstar. And officials are considering placing Paul Heyman with Rousey as her advocate. So again, I don't know if that's true or not, but I think if that were to ever happen. I will be all up for it. What do you think? Oh, I hope they do it. I don't. I don't know where R- Rousey is with, with promos right now, uh, especially right away. Having a mouthpiece would be. She could just be the female Brock and just look like a badass and angry yeah. and scowl and have Heyman, you know, cut amazing promos because she has the legitimate uh, background. I mean, she is a badass. I mean, she can she can kick everyone every woman's ass on that roster. Uh, in in real life, and and some and some of the men. So yeah, she she can definitely uh, benefit from that without a doubt. Graham, I agree. I think it'd be a great fit. I think it's perfect timing too. If Brock's on his way out after WrestleMania, Brock loses the belt to WrestleMania, and then uh, the next night on Raw, Brock says his farewell, and then Paul Heyman reemerges with his new client Ronda Rousey. So I think it'd be perfect. I don't know where she kind of stands in the mic, but mm-hmm. um, she will be a heel eventually. You know, Vasquez a baby face by WrestleMania. Or she's still a baby face, and you have Ronda as the heel. Again, money. Screams money for WrestleMania 35. Don't even get me started. I'm already paying my ticket for next year's Mania, and they haven't even confirmed it's going to be in the Northeast yet. So uh, oh, yeah, I would yeah, love yeah. to see Paul Heyman and Ronda Rousey at Mania. And, uh, or, sorry, that's the pairing. And then Asuka and Rousey for Mania next year. Yeah, that was from Slice at Slice Wrestling on Twitter. So Mark and Gray want to check them out. Uh, and yeah, WrestleMania 35 is rumored to be here uh, in New York, New Jersey. So hopefully Mark Ramondi can make his reappearance in the, in the New York area and appear at WrestleMania 35. I'll be there. I'll be there if it's there. I'll be there probably either way. Graham Matthews from Bleacher Report. He's on Twitter at WrestleRant, host of the WrestleRant radio show. Uh, Mark Raimondi from MMAFighting.com. He's on Twitter at Mark underscore Raimondi. Fellas, I thank you guys, and I, I appreciate I appreciate you both. Thanks, Randy. All right, fellas, take it easy. Thanks, Randy. Have a good one. Talk to you soon. All right, man, you too.